Good morning and welcome in to the Kappa J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We're with you until 10 o'clock. And then it's going to be Black and Abdallah. We will cross talk with the guys as they're in for Greeny today. It will be Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. Wallen and Sylvie from 2 to 6. And then we got Tyler Aki from 6 to 8 with a solo show in for Black and Abdallah. Right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons at 8 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000. So glad you're with us here on this Deal Breakers Thursday. So we found out, Cap, overnight while people were sleeping or people flying into Chicago like me, as it was hit my phone as I was uh, landing at Midway after doing UIC in, in uh, Southern in Carbondale last night. While I'm flying in, then the notification comes in at 1230 this morning about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is on the move. And he was traded to the Phoenix Suns, which is crazy when you think about it because all Durant wanted to do was have his own place, set up his own team to be the leader of his own team, and he fled to be able to glom on to another established team in the Phoenix Suns. But the point is, though, is that we see teams like Minnesota and the Lakers, and we see um, the Phoenix Suns, Brooklyn, they're all making deals. What about the Chicago Bulls? Where are their deals? Where's their deals, Cap? We do nothing. We pick up guys like Tristan Thompson on the buyout market. We sign eh, Goran Dragic. He's okay. Bottom shelf, though. And Andre Drummond. Bottom eh. shelf. Bottom shelf. When are we going to be like shopping at the top shelf? We're the one shipping Jimmy Butler out. We're the one that DeRozan didn't want to be here. He likes it now. He wanted to go to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Huh. Lakers didn't want him, so we get him. Oh, we'll settle and take him. And he's a hell of a player. And then I'm hearing that they've got big issues. Billy and Zach are not on the same page. And the rest of the team's aligned with the coach. And that thing's a mess. And then you don't hear from the front office at all. So today, he'll sit in front of that white wall, you like to call it. We tried. We looked. There was nothing that made sense. We believe in continuity. Unless we get blown away by a deal that we don't see coming, we are going to hear the same pablum spewed by another front office. Well, prospect capital was too high. We don't have our draft capital. We don't want to mortgage our future. Mm -hmm. When are we going to? Right. When are we going to try to be the best? You can't sell continuity when you're 26 and 28. Can't sell that to the fan base. Cannot. Now, again, fans will come to the United Center. It's not like they, there's a lot of no-shows at the UC. But you can't sell continuity and say we're going to be all right because that doesn't work with a top-heavy Eastern Conference and the Bulls kind of in the middle of all of it. They are stuck in basketball hell. That's, that's where they are, Cap, because either you unplug this thing and do what the Spurs are doing and losing out and having no talent and building this thing around Dale and Terry you know, and, and players of that ilk, or you try to add on. And this whole thing where the Bulls don't want to go into luxury tax to be able to add more, you know, either you got to go for it or not. The Bulls can't be a little pregnant. Either you are or you're not. Either At some point, try. Just try. Just, you just have to. But let's unpack this thing that you're talking about with Zach Levine and Billy Donovan. We have an overarching topic to ask you, the Chicago sports fan, about this. But let's talk about this. Let's put a pin in this whole thing with Billy Donovan and Zach Levine. Okay. So at the time in the offseason, we said, you and I, I think we were on the agreement and said, okay, if you can't find anything better in free agency, then sign Zach Levine. 
We know what's going on with that knee. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the issue is not necessarily injury or him wanting to sit out or load management. It's just that he's a leader of a team that's underachieving. And so he's just now getting into winning because all the, the years before this, he was just the best player on a bad team. I told you I talked to Reggie Theus about this. We did a show together on, on uh, Series 6 MNBA Radio. I said, what was it like, Reggie, when you were here previous to Michael? What was it like being the best player on a bad team? He says, there's so much pressure on your shoulders because even though you're the linchpin for all of this, the cast around you isn't good enough. And Reggie Theus thought at the time, again, previous to Michael, man, it's just me. Orlando Woolridge and, and George Gervin, all those guys, it just wasn't working. right? Quentin Daly, that wasn't working at the time. It was not. It was a mess here. So here's the same thing with Zach Levine, right? Uh, Zach Levine for all accounts, is a top 30 player in the league. Would you agree with that? Think about all those stars you know. Top, top 30. 30, yes. I would, I would concur he's top 30, yes. Okay. Not much higher, but yes. Because he secured the bag, he's empowered to be able to do what he wants to do offensively. Mm-hmm. I know that shouldn't that doesn't sound right, but that's how it is in the NBA. You, I secured the bag. I'm supposed to lead this team. Mm-hmm. So what does Billy want from Zach Levine? Zach Levine is scoring, sure. He's available more times than not. You look at his numbers, 23 points a game, four rebounds, four assists. So what else does he want from him? Better basketball decision-making. Late? Always. Mm -hmm. I don't think, and again, Zach's a good guy. He's not an evil person here. His basketball decision-making at times borders on awful. Awful. Mm -hmm. He's not the greatest team defender on ball he's athletic he tries hard there's a big difference between i'm going to guard you and i'm going to play connected five man man to man defense so that when you get screened i'm going to hedge out and help so that you can recover and then i'm going to bust my ass to get to the baseline to make sure my guy is covered oh and i'm going to fly out at a shooter and i'm going to talk that isn't who he is Wildly talented, amazingly athletic. I don't question his effort. He's ju- I just don't think he's a winning ball player. You've got to be on a team with a lot of stars for that guy to be a winning player. There it is right there. There it is right there. We could just end the show right now. There's nothing else that could be said. Ultimately, Bulls fans, we're just going to give it to you right between the eyes, right down Madison. What you have here in Zach Levine is a B-level star that's in an A-role. It's a great way to put it. Because of what you, all the stuff that you just mentioned, you can almost excuse some of that if mm-hmm. he's your third best player on a, on a great team. If you told me right? you had, yes, if you had picked the stuff, Giannis was your number one, DeMar was your two, and Zach was your three, pretty good. I think you can... Work through Zach's flaws. Yes. But when he feels like, I got to get 25, I got to do this, I got to do... No shot. You know what the fear for me is, Hoodie? And it's something that you just brought up, is if they don't get something done with Zach, he just becomes this team's version of Max contract Otto Porter. Yeah. Otto Porter doesn't play enough. He didn't. He was always hurt. Zach... Has had one. No, but it, that's not that's not the point. The point is, you gave a max contract to a guy who was not a max player, and now it puts you in a position where, as a franchise, you are in a very difficult position to make deals. Well, let's put it this way: you he may not be a max player, 
but someone was going to pay it. And it just happened to be the Bulls. Zach likes it here, and that's why he's here. Yeah, and you, you couldn't let him walk out the door for nothing. There was no offer that I know of, and I've tried to source this, no offer from any team in the league to do a sign-and-trade that made any sense. Now, now, you had an option. Remember the other option? The option is to let him walk and unplug this thing and start over. But you cannot let an asset like that walk out the door for nothing. You cannot. That's a fireable offense. Cap, I'm just telling you, that's, it, it is an option. It may be the red pill, but it's something that was an option. That was thrown out there that says, okay, can you win a title with Zach Levine if you build it around him? Can you be an upper echelon team in the East if you build around him? Yeah, if you put the effort in to try to build around him. Now, the other side of this thing, we just broke down Zach Levine, and I think it's Bulls fans need to hear the hard, you know, the hard truth about Zach Levine. A terrific player, there's no question. Many good teams would want Zach Levine as a second or third option, fourth option. But what about with, Don- with Billy Donovan? What are you hearing there? Why is there a disconnect between the head coach and the star player? Because Zach doesn't play the way Billy wants him to play. Decision-making is a big problem. And by the way, back to Otto Porter's never averaged 15 points ever in his career. Again, that's not the point. The Wizards gave him a max deal. He wasn't a max player. I'm just saying. Yeah, but Zach is light years better. Light years. Again, it's not the point. He was talking about the contract. The contract is the only point I'm making. I don't care about them as players. Correct, except I get a lot more productivity from Zach. I'm not telling you he's a guy I want to build my team around. I do know he's a walking 20-point guy every night. And what did he average, 28 a couple years ago? Yes. Now they brought more talent in with Vooch and with DeRozan. But he, he's a wildly talented guy. I just don't think in this system, in this roster, with a team that is not spending in the tax to bring in more talent, I don't think he's a good fit. I do not. And I'm hearing that he and Billy, they don't hate each other. That relationship has run its course. Okay. Well, if Levine's not a fit, DeRozan's not going to be here for the long haul. So what's your future? Well, if you don't re-sign DeRozan, you've got to move him. He's got one year left, and Vooch is a free agent this summer. Well, what's more likely, Vucevic signing or DeRozan signing? I think it's Vucevic. I could see them signing both. You're not giving a max deal to either guy. You know, DeMar DeRozan is a good piece, as we've seen, for good teams or teams that are on the precipice of winning a championship. Meaning that, again, you have DeRozan, who is a bit player, not a lead, but a second or actually a third option on a good team. And we've seen that, right? With the Spurs and other teams that he's been with? Right. Okay, so what do you have here? You really don't have a a leading guy on this Bulls team. Oh, you don't have one. You do not have a one. Period. So you're going to sign like a, a fourth, third or fourth option in Vucevic and a second or third option in, in DeRozan, and then what? I don't know where you're getting your number one star. I don't. Do you understand what I mean by basketball hell? Yes. Okay. 100%. And again, I'm not telling you Zach isn't a talented guy. I just don't think he's a winning player in the role he's being asked to be playing in. And they had, and they could not, you could not let him walk out the door for nothing. Absolutely, that's a fireable offense. I agree, but that's why I brought up I'm scared you become the Wizards. Because what happened for the Wizards was... A valid concern. You maxed a guy who you expected to get better. He did not. 
that's kind of what's happening with Levine. We maxed him, and we all said he's got to live up to this or you're in trouble. Well, he hasn't, and now you're in trouble. That's where my fear comes in. It's not relating them as players. It's just you were in a bad situation. You had to do something you probably didn't want to do, but you had no choice. And now that things didn't work out the way that you hoped, with the pie in the sky, hope that he would live up to this max deal, you're screwed. Plus, you signed an $80 million guy who was, I believe, damaged goods when you got him. Lonzo Ball. Look what they gave up in that trade. Go back and pull up what they gave up. We're waiting on Lonzo Ball to walk back in the door like he's Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain rolled into one. Mm -hmm. He's Lonzo Ball. Can we stop with that nonsense? Good player. He's not walking back in that door. And New Orleans was so desperate to keep him. You know what they took for him? Mm. I believe a second-round pick and Thomas Sadoransky and some other (laughs) lousy player. Shay, who did we give up? Sadoransky. Sadoransky <laughs> doesn't even play in the NBA anymore you know, that I know of. No, you know. <laughs> Sadoransky could play two or three positions for you. Not well, but he could give you two or three positions. What, what, what the one, was, the two, and the three. With Thomas Sadoransky and Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple. Oof. Garrett Temple and a second-round pick to get this guy that we're treating like he's the second coming of Michael Jordan rolling in the door. Can we stop, please? To be fair, he did get here and immediately get way better from three-point range. And it was an impact defender. He was getting better offensively in his last year in New Orleans. Yes. And that's and, and so that's the reason why the Bulls want him. And he's a terrific uh, perimeter defender. And then he got hurt. I believe he was hurt coming in. I will ask about that right now. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, still to come, we're going to hear from Bobby Marks, his thoughts on what the Bulls could do. Former front office guy. And also, when's the last time that you got really excited about a move from a Chicago team? Let's open the phone line, Shade, this, mor- this morning. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776. The last time that you got really excited about a move by a Chicago team. Is it happening today? Captain J. Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN1000. It's Thursday, so you know what that means, Cap. Bring it on. Good karma wrestling. About that on the ESPN 1000 Twitter feed. It is Thursday, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it is good karma wrestling. A lot of lots going on. Elimination Chamber for the WWE. AEW had their show in El Paso, Texas. We'll review that and so much more on Good Karma Wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan or know of one, check out Good Karma Wrestling. As Cap said, at ESPN 1000 on Twitter at 6 o'clock, 6 p.m. Central Time. And, of course, the podcast is available on the ESPN Chicago app. Just click Good Karma Wrestling. The question we have for you is this. When's the last time that you got really excited about a move by a Chicago team? And the reason why we're asking this is because overnight we're looking at What's going on with Kevin Durant? He makes his move from Brooklyn to the Phoenix Suns, and we're just waiting for the Bulls or the Blackhawks or the Cubs or the Sox or someone to be able to make a big splash in this town. We just don't have that. Other markets have these big moves, these big signings. Where's the big signings for Chicago? That's the question. It just doesn't happen. Okay, somebody tweeted at me. Manish Salwan said, guys, Julius Peppers. 
Excuse me? Joyce Peppers. What about him? That was a huge move. That was like one second into free agency. Chicago Bears are signing Julius Peppers. We chartered a plane. Mm-hmm. Angelo, Lovey, and the cap guy, and maybe Ted, got on the plane, flew down there. Yeah. Open the door. Who is it? It's Coach Smith. What? They were outside his house. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, legit. And they got him. Cap, how many years ago was that, though? Julius must have been, like, oh, four. Cap. I'm guessing. Hold it's on. It's 2023. This is where we are. The, the, I just don't understand. Like, we just don't have these big splashes. And you look at some of the moves that were made. These are all trades that the Chicago teams have made, not acquiring big talent. Someone called earlier and said Ben Wallace. That was a name, yeah, because he's with a championship Pistons team. But it wasn't like that guy was going to set the world on fire. When the Cubs 2010. Acqu- 2010, the last time we had something like this. Yes, the late John Clayton. Peppers Bears finalized deal, $91.5 million, $42 million guaranteed. The small like uh, moves to be able to build a championship, like the Cubs acquiring Rizzo, does not count for that. Or the Cubs getting Arietta does not count in this conversation. We're talking about big-time, difference-making stars that come over either free agency or through a trade to be able to make a difference for the team. And we just don't get that here. Correct. Jake Arietta was done in Baltimore, and people forget the Cubs assigned him to AAA. Wasn't like we went and got the Cy Young winner. Yeah. He developed into that. How did he develop into that, Cap? Chris Basio worked wonders with him. <laughs> <laughs> he moved him over to the other side of the rubber. Yeah. And he allowed him to become what's cr- called a crossfire pitcher. Mm-hmm. Correct. Oh, it was Chris Basio that got him to that level. Yes. Ah, I see. And Jake had the ability, but oh, he Jake had- has even said. Chris Basio was essential in him becoming a great pitcher. Mm, I see. What do you say? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. The same Chris Basio that would just throw lettuce with the Brewers. You go, I, I sat he was out an there. amazing pitching he, coach. Yeah, but the same guy that would throw lettuce out there. You, he came out there with nothing and got outs. I'm just going to throw it in the dirt every time. That's what he taught Didn't him. Didn't he throw a no-hitter? I think he did. He had nothing. <laughs> My guy, Boz. No, I understand that. But, I mean, he was able to succeed with less. That's what I'm saying. Didn't have this overpowering fastball, stuff like that. Chris, Chris Basio? No. He did, it, he, he did it with cunning and guile. That's how he did it. He knew how to pick. Yeah, no question. So we're talking about Bobby Marks, right? Yep. Bobby Marks, front office insider for ESPN. If you're looking for difference-making star power for Chicago, how about this? I would go after Russell Westbrook if he's bought out in Utah. That's what I would do. For, for, I would take him for 30 games because he would light a fuse on that roster that is, you know, there's a malaise over there, right? Yeah. Some nights they look great. Some nights they're uninspired here. And for 30 games, I'll take Russell Westbrook. Okay, so what does that do for you for the long haul? You, so the Bulls, Nothing. So the Bulls need a spark, right? It's what I told you. I said, eh, whatever. It would be fun to watch. Five games, Levine would be pissed. Like, Russ, are you going to give me the ball? Even when LeBron is supposed to surpass Kareem for the scoring title, Westbrook didn't care. He had his head down, still doing his thing. Still, <laughs> like You still don't get it, right? Mr. Triple-Double is still trying to just get his. 
on LeBron's night, there was a disconnect between them two, from what I understand. It's just crazy. Well, didn't Darvin Ham just get into it with Russ in the locker room and a day later? Get out. That's correct. You're gone. Now, I don't know what that was about, but it's, I find it interesting that they're fighting, and it happens, right? It happens. Player and coach have an issue. They dapped it up. Everything was fine. But then he's traded the next day. <laughs> by the way, I told the sidebar mayor approach. Brought to you by Ankin Law. 312-6 million for the great Howard Ankin. Put that lawyer in your phone. Sign my ball. This is very short. <laughs> I told the USC coaching staff your story about watching LeBron James on that last shot where Thomas Bryant's flashing into the lane looking for the ball on the inside. Right in the middle of the lane. (laughs) Get out! (laughs) Why was he doing that, man? This is LeBron's moment, and you're like, yeah, woo-woo, dude's looking for the ball inside. Like, what are you doing? He's not playing to win that night. He's trying to set the record, you goof. (laughs) They were laughing. They were laughing their ass off at, at your story. Because we all saw it, but then you see it. It's like, is that Hachimura? No, that's that's Bryant flashing into the lane on LeBron's Big night. Pop. Get your get your beak out of there. That's it. So he'll always be in that picture, by the way, of him, his hand up. Everyone's picture. He has a big uh, hundred cameras there taking a picture, and then there's Thomas Bryant trying to get the ball on the inside. Right on LeBron's big moment, his big shot. So funny. All right, let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. You know, with that big splash player, where is it for Chicago? How come we don't have the fun? Northside, Chris is on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I have to admit, I was a little excited about the Vucevic deal. Uh, Hasn't worked out as I would hope, but I definitely was a little excited about it. We we Uh, lost that deal, by the way. They yeah, we did. We did. It did generate a little excitement, though. Mm-hmm. Um, about the uh, Levine-Donovan thing, I would like to see the Bulls move on from Billy Donovan. I don't think he really does a good job. His offensive sets seem very basic. Uh, the Bulls turned it over like four or five times off, tur- off timeouts this year. Uh, defense is bad. He let Westbrook basically stat had for three straight years. Uh, I don't think he's the man for the job, and I'm going to stick with Zach. I'd rather have Zach, and I hope they can get rid of I can tell you that from what I've been told, and I've sourced it pretty good, the majority of that roster would rather move on from Zach. What do you think of that? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. PK in Glenview on ASPN 1000. Good morning, PK. Hey, good morning, guys. I mean, I just got into my car driving to work. And I'm not sure if you guys covered this already. It seems like an obvious one, but uh, I didn't hear Khalil Mack for the Bears. I mean, I get We talked point. about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also was thinking, uh, obviously, if you mentioned him, you probably mentioned Cuddy. Uh, but I thought, you know, John Lester was a big acquisition for the Cubs and then Aroldis Her- Chapman. Yeah, we talked about all of those. Uh, yeah. All right. I missed it, man. I all got good. into my car. <laughs> all good. And we also talked about... Um, Cutler, Peppers, there was another. Oh, Hosa. Yeah. We talked about him as well. Okay. Oh, he got everything. I just, I got in and I heard about Peppers and I was like, well, then that can't be it, is it? <laughs> but, but, but the PK, the question still stands though. How come, how come the Bulls or, or the Chicago teams don't have these big splash moments, these big moves to make a difference for the team? What do you think is the reason? I really, you know, and you can't say, I mean, obviously we're a big market. But uh, individually, our ownerships don't go out and spend. I mean, aside from Theo, when he was really going for it, um, when have the guys actually cut loose the pocketbooks and uh, opened it up to get that big impact player? I mean, the Bulls definitely 
Bulls and Sox are both Jerry Reinsdorf, right? And then, you know, the Bears with the McCaskies, they haven't really been out after the top-tier talent when it's available. I, I think it says it right there. You know, the ownership just doesn't spend. They did go out, to their credit, the Bears, when Khalil Mack was available, they traded for him, and they gave him the richest contract in the history of the NFL to a defensive player at the time. Yes, they did. So it's not, again, we said this earlier, people have a right to be pissed when our owners don't spend, and we've had more than our share of miserly seasons. But there are times they do spend, and it doesn't work. I just think there's too few and far in between. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are celebrating Kevin Durant today, and what do the Bulls have? And again, we have until 2 o'clock to see exactly what the Bulls do, but the way that they do business, how clandestine they are, Cap, you don't hear much of anything out of there. It's an iron gate over there on the west side. Even you, very little coming out of there, right, from very that office? Little. You don't, And you cannot hear from these guys at all. So, 312-332-3776 is our phone number. You know, with all this going on, it is Super Bowl week. <laughs> all this nonsense is going on around the NBA and the Bulls. It is Super Bowl week. We'll get to uh, some trivia questions about the Super Bowl coming up next. And, again, take more of your phone calls. I mean, when was the last time the, the Chicago sports team had a big splash, a big signing, like we saw here overnight in the NBA? Let's get your thoughts here on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines with Captain Jay Hood. The Lakers traded Russell Westbrook to Utah, where he's expected to be bought out by uh, bought out by the Utah Jazz. The Bulls have been linked to Westbrook on the buyout market. Bulls, by the way, take on the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Kevin Durant was traded to Phoenix for Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first round picks. SIU. They defeat UIC by the score of 68-66 to in Carbondale. Bradley beat Illinois State in front of Cap by the score of 79-61. to Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in here on this uh, Deal Breakers Thursday. You know, after all this we've been talking about, you know the Super Bowl is Sunday <laughs> with Kansas City against Philadelphia. So we go over to Shane Norling with more on the Super Bowl. Shane? I have some Super Bowl fun facts. I want to get the two of you, Jay Moore, involved in a little bit of trivia today oh. regarding Super Bowl 57. Okay. Are we ready, Cap? Rock and roll. That's a Rock and roll. There we go. Now we're ready. Sports betting has gotten legalized. Hold on. Stop. Stop. You got money? It's in the car. I'm sorry? It's in the car. Your money's in the car, you said? Yes. Why why would it be there? Why wouldn't it be on your person? Because my wallet's in the car. You left your wallet in the car. I did. Okay. Guys, if you like to come downtown and get some free money. Cap left his uh, like wallet in the $6 car. $6 if it's worth it. To Your you. wallet might not be in the car anymore. Well, probably more than just the money in there, right? Oh, if it's Cap, absolutely. You got do- some plastic money in there? Cap, you like to share? I'm an open book. Take that. Tell everybody. There's not much valuable in that car. <laughs> Can we get the last four digits of your social, please? Cap, you're going to owe a dollar at some point to Bernie'sBookBank.org, yep, our, great I'll take care. our great charity. Our great charity. I'll take care. 
Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, boys. Sports betting has gotten legalized in more and more states, and the Super Bowl is the single most bet-on game in sports. How many Americans are projected to place a bet on the Super Bowl this year? Okay. Is this percentage-wise or number of people? The number of people. If you can do the percentage, that also works. I have both. So Okay. So, Cap, we should do this together. I'm going to start with $40 million. I'm going to say $50 million. Really? Jay Moore? $90. 90 million. Yeah. Too high. Okay. All right, Shay, we gave our choices. What is the number? Cap, you're on the money. 50.4 million people Bam! will place a bet on the Super Bowl. Roughly 20% of the population of the, of the country. And more than double the amount of people who bet on last year's game. All right. That's awesome. Next. How much money is projected to be wagered on the Super Bowl this year? Man. So if 50 million is the number, how much money will be doled out there? Are we talking both legal and illegal total or just one or the other? You know, I'm not sure what number I got, but this, I believe, is the total amount expected to be wagered on the Super Bowl. I'm going to say $7 billion. Oh, with a B, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot of money. I will say just an even $5 billion. I'll say one. One, $1 billion. billion. One billion dollars. Shay? Cap is the closest because he had the highest number. $16 billion. $16 with a B. Billion. Wow. Will be wagered on Super Bowl 57. Wow. wow. That's a lot of money. And, and what brings people together? It's the gambling, but it's not just... You and I with the app. It's women, it's children, it's dogs, right. goldfish. My wife has her own little app on points bet. Square games, those little squares. I got my numbers today. Brother, it just it is amazing. And this is why even like uh, what's his name? Jeremiah, the guy that's uh, going to your house. What's his name? Joel? Jacob. Jacob. Yes. That guy. He should be in on this too. Instead what a of loser. instead of being poo-pooing the Super Bowl, I don't like it because there's too many concussions. I don't know what the purpose is. Of, hey, Shay ought to walk up to him. But you want a concussion? Put your five dollars in for a square and shut up. Right. But he would question the gambling as well. He's that guy, is it not? Unethical. Should, we we should shouldn't be, betting be gambling on sports. on sports. No, actually, I think he, he knows. I bet, and I think are he's you American? Him. Would he? But the question is, would he? Get down on square. I don't know. I should try that. Maybe that's how you bring everyone under the umbrella. Hey, yeah. uh, let's get in on this. I'm, I'm betting Eagles or whatever. Let's split this. Now you want to put $5 in here? Then everybody has fun watching the game. That's a good idea, Hoodrow. Do you understand? You. Do you understand why the AFC and NFC championship games are actually the Super Bowl? <laughs> so you can enjoy. So you don't have to deal with that kind of nonsense. Correct. It's just a game. Right. You're just worried about the game. Hey, but, I was, but that's I, nonsense. It's extracurricular nonsense. Jacob. I was thinking about that yesterday. When the Patriots were on their run, I always enjoyed the conference championship games more than the Super Bowl because people were always at my parents' house watching the Super Bowl. It was terrible. That's right. The conference championships I watched on my own. All right, we know the Super Bowl is a big food event. How many Americans will order takeout on Sunday night for dinner? Wow. 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 Okay. So what did we say before was the number $7 And it ended up being what was the final? 16. On the game. Okay. Okay, Cap, what do you think? Like five? Uh, Is that a billion? No, 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 no. 
I'm going to say millions of millions, though. There will be five million people order takeout. Actually, I think that's a good number. Five million people order takeout. Joey G, how many people will get takeout for Super Bowl? Will you say five million? Ten million? I'm going to go one point one billion. Wow. Billion? Wow, There's only three hundred sixty million, million in the country. In the country you goof. I'm sorry. Did you just call me a goof on the air? I Uh-oh. did. Jeez. <laughs> I'm insulted. Molly, uh, w- Molly wouldn't call you that. Woody. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to revise your lousy answer, Joey? No, I'm going with it. What, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Jay Moore. Uh, let's see. Food, takeout. You know you're getting I takeout. I say about four, four million. You know you're going to Uncle Joe's, getting yeah. some of that jerk chicken. It's Uncle Raymond's. Uh, you, oh, you're going west. Okay. Oh, yeah, west side. All right. Yeah, about $4 million. I'll say $4 million. I'm riding with, with uh, Cap on this one. I like the $5 million. What do you think, Shay? You may want to multiply that by, uh, like, almost 10. 48 million people will oh order takeout on Sunday. Lazy. 48 Jeez. million people will All order takeout on Sunday. All I know is we're Sunday. closer than Joey, Joey G. Not, we, we were the closest. Joey, yeah, Joey G, you were You're only several away. hundred million away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I able to weigh in on the splash? Hang on a second before you, we, before you splash us. Okay. How about, go ahead. We got one more. All right, I'm boys. listening. <laughs> the the average cost of a ticket to this year's Super Bowl. The Secondary a- market or face? Secondary market. The average cost of a ticket to this year's Super Bowl. Excuse me, I think this is face value. Secondary market, the cheapest is ten grand. So I'm asking average cost to face value. Hmm. Let's save. Hmm. Face value now. Eight hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, face value. Two grand. Joey G? 1100 Jay Moore? 3500 I think Jay Moore's got it. Jay Moore does win. The average cost of a ticket to this year's Super Bowl, $8,837. That can't be face value. How about that, Joey G? I, I got that in the uh, closet. <laughs> Southsiders keep their money in their sock, you know. Hey, don't give away your secrets, Tony. I'm just saying. I said some Southsiders. All right. So do we have one you more? Got pretty big sack. I, I do. Cody, I got a bunch here, but and, let's and big shoes. Go ahead. Let's go to the most important ingredient to every Super Bowl party. How many gallons of beer will be consumed on Sunday? Okay. Gallons of beer. That's a lot, Cap. That is a ton. Jay Moore, wow. we'll start with you. How many gallons of beer? Two million. Two million gallons of beer. I'm going to go... F- Four million? Twenty million gallons of beer. Well, this is in America, and we love our beer. Twenty million. I like 25 million gallons of beer. Joey G? I feel like I'm light, but Joey G? Yeah, 17 million. Okay, what is it, Shay? You're all way, way, way light. Way light. 100 million? 
There are 331.9 million people in America. Okay? Yeah. 331.9 million. 325.5 million gallons of beer will be consumed on Sunday. So That's not true. So everybody's drinking? That's not true. <laughs> yeah. that, one, that one sucked because that's not true. Agreed. Are you kidding me? Cap. That's insane. Even the most ardent beer drinker can't bring that total up. That's way too much. That's insane. That means only a few people in America at Super Bowl are, are not going to drink. The rest of the country is going to drink. Every state. Stop. This is from SestraSystems.com. Unbelievable Super Bowl food and beverage stats. Americans spend around $1.3 billion on beer in the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl and consume 325 million gallons on game day. Joey G, do you believe that? No. Yes! I'm with Joey. What's your biggest splash in Chicago that you remember, Joey? It would be uh, Bobby uh, Jenks and uh, Nick Swisher that helped us win the World Series. Bobby Jenks came over from the minors. Swisher came in 06, did he not? He was not on the 05 team. And, I think and Nick he came Swisher, later than that. Swisher sucked on the Sox team. He was I, a phony. I could not stand him. He sold tickets, though, because of the broads. <laughs> wow. All right, that's enough. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Wow. Uh, Nick Swisher signed with the Chicago White Sox in 2008. Yes. I knew that was an attraction. Yes. So, yeah, I, I knew it was post-White Sox winning the World it Series. It was in Oakland, 2004, 05, 06, 07. One of my least favorite White Sox as a fan. He was a phony. He's right at the top. Hoodie, I will tell you, he, he sucks. is my least favorite Major League Baseball player of all time. So fake. He is number oh. one with a bullet for me. The by by far least favorite Major League Baseball player ever. He hey, called guys. us over at TV. Hey, could <laughs> I come on with you on Chicago Tribune Live every week? We'll do something called the Dirty Thirty. Remember, he was number thirty. Yeah. Okay, done deal. As soon as he went over for four, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was a phony. Abdallah, do you remember me calling it uh, Nick Swisher Dirty Two Twenty? You recall this, right? Dirty 130. Yeah, exactly. Dirty 130. He sucked. Coming up next on Chicago's Baseball Tonight, did he break the Dirty 130? <laughs> That's what I would call him. Wow. He is just the worst. Now, speaking of the worst, let's take a look at the uh, weekend weather to come with Tracy Butler. It's been raining, Cap. We'll see if it'll turn around. We'll find out from Tracy coming up next from the newsroom on Chicago's Home for Sports. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Let's go to the newsroom. ABC 7 Eyewitness News. Tracy Butler with the weekend weather. And Tracy, boy, there's a lot of raindrops. It's very wet. You better and put cool. your hoodie Ooh. up. Very uncomfortable, Tracy. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. Hi, Cap. So weather.com is telling me on the app, 96% chance of rain today. Okay. Do you concur? Isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame, Tracy? I go to her for, like, authentication. Like, she's the gold standard. Okay, did you not look out your window during your broadcast? I would have said it was a 100% chance. Oh, well, that's why we she's Tracy rain. Butler. 
It was pouring here. She makes the money she makes because she's Tracy. Look at my app. I am Yeah, you you insulted her by throwing the app out no, first. No, 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 no. I you're said a bad guy. she's the gold standard. The uh, app is underneath that. You're a bad guy. Then don't look at it. Well, you're not always available. Every, oh, do, my gosh. You text me, and I always get back to you. Do I not every single day walk out in the hall and go, hi, Tracy? <laughs> yes, wants, you do. Only because he wants to be heard. <laughs> not because well, he cares. I, I think in his heart he cares. No. Nope. Sometimes. Nope. Okay. All right. So as I was telling you off the air, I was in Carbondale, Illinois. It was yes. raining cats and dogs. It was bad, right, in that whole area. And I, I called Cap. I said, Cap, what was the weather like at home at Chicago? He goes, I don't understand what you mean. I said, the weather. Well, how was the weather? And I said, and he said, oh, it's been nice. Was, no problem. I said, the rain's coming. Yeah, it's there bad was down no here. rain in Bloomington. And I came out after talking to him. Game is over. I'm going to try and drive. Raining. Yeah. That was not a fun drive last night. I know you don't like Some of driving. us threw in a cha- flew in a charter. <laughs> some of us got a cup of ice cold brew. At like four o'clock, left it sit in the car, and then drove home in that and drank that five hours later. Have you never been on a charter flight before? He's been on plenty. I was going to say, yeah, I have never been, but because I've never been, so I, you know what? Good for you. Yeah, because it's happened to me. He he attacks me. He's on (laughs) charters all the time. Well, I'm Jonathan Hood. I've never been on one. Cool. You guys have never invited me on a charter flight anywhere. I had to get back here. I know. But it, was, but it was bad. And you know what? You could have done a weather report for me. You could have been a weather watcher officially because you're right. It came from southern Illinois and just was teeming rain this morning. There are areas that picked up an inch of rain already this That's morning. A good word. Teeming. teeming. Yeah. Be glad to. I like that word. Be yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was teeming. Yes. About that. I, I would have been glad to give a weather report, especially down there in those small cities in Carbondale, where when, <laughs> it, when the person steps into the map, you can see the green screen. Right. You can see, it's so bad, man. They're trying, but it's awful. It's just the worst. But they are probably big stars there. Oh, sure. I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yes. And people love them. Yes. What I'm, is the little box you hold in your hand when you're on TV? You know what? I was what? just explaining that to some school students. I call it my garage door opener, although it doesn't open any garages. But it's a clicker, and it just changes the graphics that you see. All the graphics I put together. Mm-hmm. So you press a button. Does Scott use the same one? Or As do you have your in own Cheryl? Clicker? Yes, Cheryl okay. Scott. Okay, yes. I we call to... you Butler. <laughs> That's I call true. Crazy. Uh, yeah, we all use the same one. Mm-hmm. So the weekend weather looks like what? Oh, my gosh. I would not leave Chicago this weekend. I really wouldn't. We're going to have sun. Mm -hmm. We're going to have highs in the low 40s Saturday. We're going to have highs near 50 on Sunday and sun. Super Sunday brings us super weather. See? That's going to be outstanding. Enjoy it. Yeah, we will. Now time for the (laughs) Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! It's NBA trade deadline day. They have until 2 o'clock. Time's ticking, AK. What are you going to do when the NBA trade deadline Who? starts looming on you? I don't even know if he exists. We'll find out in the press conference. I'm He's not still making alive. a trade, brother. <laughs> what you going to do, brother? What you going to do when the NBA trade deadline starts looming down on you? Ooh, ooh, thank you very much, Hulk Hogan. Sorry. I was Mean Gene there for a second. And Hulk Hogan. 
<laughs> so there is the Cabbage Aid Cut of the Day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. And if you like oysters, check them out. East and West Coast oysters flown in daily. Awesome. Tracy, today is National Pizza Day. What's your favorite pizza? Oh, th- thin, thin pizza. Lou mm-hmm. Melnati. Yeah, Lou Melnati's, of course. Thin Why that. not? That's right. Yeah. My favorite weather is ABC 7. I sure or the or the app, as we've come to find out, you like <laughs> the that ABC much? Seven app. I yeah. have the ABC Seven weather app. Uh-huh. Okay. How about introduction in the introduction of this segment? You gave was it weather dot com? Is that what you did? Uh-huh. I went to AccuWeather. Yeah, and I'm... said, Tracy, you're the gold standard. You're better than them. All right, I'll take that. You believe that, Tracy? That's about all I can get right now. So, yeah, I'll take it. We thank you for listening and calling in and being part of the program here on Cap and Jay Hood. Thank you, Jay Moore. Thank you, Shay. For Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Let's do this tomorrow at 7, Cap. Rock and roll, baby. It'll be a football Friday on Chicago's Home for Sports. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.